so next week we're going to do fun stuff, but this is our last like formal night. And this is one of my favorite nights because it's the night we like launch you into what is next. So for some of you, that means summer before another school year. And then we have seniors. How many seniors? Raise your hand. Oh my gosh. That means like big kid world next. And this is like my favorite night because we send you off into your futures. Maybe that's school, maybe that's a gap year, maybe that's some kind of mission, maybe that's a job. Whatever it is, it's crazy that you guys um, are ready to leave here. So many memories. Lots of you um, have done life with us. My own kids look up to lots of you. But tonight is about you and we want to send you off well. So I want to give you this great pep-up speech. Um, and I was thinking about what wisdom I had to give you that would obviously lead you to a successful life, right? So I looked up like famous quotes from great coaches and I didn't really find anything that fit. So then I went to song lyrics. Didn't really find what I was looking for. And so then I found this cool thing called everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten. It was awesome, but it's not what I wanted. And so then I moved on to um, who knows Shel Silverstein poems, right? A, so funny, full of so much wisdom, and kind of morbid when you read them in adult life. We're not using any of those, um, but I did look at it. And then I went to success tips, and then I landed on do's and don'ts. And then I landed on do's and don'ts of fashion in 2021, and I am not ready to get rid of my skinny jeans. And also, middle parts don't work for everybody. Like, I have a big nose. I'm not going to do a middle part. So after I was sad about that, and I couldn't find anything that would do justice for you guys, then I decided, um, well, why is that? And it's because I want this to be big and meaningful and, and special, as special as you guys are. And part of it is because I'm actually sad. I'm sad that you guys will be gone. I, just like the rest of the adults here, are super excited for you, and we can't wait to hear about the amazing things in your life, and we will miss you, and we'll keep cheering you on. So I landed on this. I went completely simple. Go. Love God and love others. And I'm going to tack a little word on at the end, but we'll just stick with that for now. Go, love God, and love others. So this whole pandemic thing has made this year of school and the end of last year really weird. It's been different, to say the least. And you guys have missed out on some things. And you've been troopers about it, and I'm so proud of your attitudes. Um, but I'm a little sad. And then I got to thinking, here's the truth. This is actually life. Like, I mean, this is the first global pandemic we've lived through. But this is kind of how things go. Like, you'll be going around in life, and then all of a sudden you have to make a huge adjustment. And you have to be flexible, and you have to change. So let me tell you a little secret. You ready? This is not the last time in your life that things won't go how you plan them to go. There are so many wonderful parts about this life. Graduations, this is a time to like, the first of many times that you'll be celebrated for the awesome things you've done. There will be careers, relationships, maybe marriage or kids. More amazing than you can even imagine. And there will be other times in your life where things are much harder than you thought they could possibly be. Careers will be hard. Relationships will be disappointing. There'll be more work than they're worth. Marriage. I mean, to be honest, I love my husband. I wouldn't choose anybody else, but some days I look at him like, eh. And I think he feels the same way about me. Here's the truth. Oftentimes the good things and the hard things go hand in hand. Sometimes they're even the same things. 
I don't have to tell you about this because lots of you have lived or are currently living hard things. Parents who let you down, divorce, someone that you care about has an addiction, or they're just being selfish, or they have their priorities wrong. Friends let you down, relationships let you down, people that you love reject you, they talk about you. There are times when people that you should be able to trust let you down, sometimes in huge ways. There are times and situations and circumstances that don't go like they're supposed to go. And you put all your security into how you prepared and how you plan. And because of things outside of your control, it'll be gone by no fault of your own. And then there will be times when you let yourself down or you let others down. Others that you love so much. Times that you fail in ways you never even dreamed of. You'll let yourself down. Maybe you'll struggle with an addiction. Maybe you'll make a bad choice that leads to losing things, losing people, or people losing trust or respect for you. Which one do you want to hear about for me? Because I could tell you about the time that me and my husband both lost our jobs in the same six months, two kids, no income. That wasn't planned. Or I could tell you about owning a gym and opening a gym like year number two in a global pandemic. Talk about adjustments. Or I could tell you one of many stories of letting my kids down. I could tell you about horrible things I've said to people I love, things that I'm so embarrassed and so ashamed of. Or I could tell you about my dad, who's my hero, the strongest person I know, who had two strokes before he was 50, and I listened to the doctors decide whether they were going to remove a third of his brain so that he could stay alive. That rocked my world. You see, God didn't promise us an easy life, and he isn't surprised by hard things that derail us. John 6, or 16.33 says, In this world, you will have troubles. Not if, it says you will have troubles. But take heart, I have overcome the world. You see, in those hard situations, there's another part of the story. That God was there. With absolute certainty, I can say God was always with us. In each one of those crazy hard circumstances, God showed up in unbelievable ways and he provided and he encouraged us. My dad is actually fine. He didn't have surgery. He had a really long recovery, but he's fine with really very minimal side effects. Um, when we were unemployed, God showed up in crazy ways. For three months in a row, People helped us out with our house payment, like my parents paid it one month, Jacob's parents paid it one month, and then friends helped us out another month. Now here's the craziest part, and I really want you to listen. For eight months after that, like we had gotten jobs again, sorry, but we were still like struggling a bit financially. For eight months, our car payment didn't come out of our bank account. So I was stressed out, went into the bank like, you guys, something's wrong, like it hasn't pulled for eight months, and, and the guy goes, yeah, I can see that, but it says it's being paid. And I was like, well, is someone else paying it? He goes, no, that's not possible, but it says it's paid. And I was rude and said, well, here's the deal. In three months when you tell me I owe you blah, blah, blah amount of money, I won't be able to pay it. So can we figure out what's wrong? And he looked me right in the eye. And he said, if I were you, I'd just say thank you and I'd move on with my day. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that doesn't even make sense. He couldn't figure it out. God showed up in ways that we couldn't explain. Take heart, I have overcome the world, he says to us. He says, you don't have to be afraid because I'm bigger than anything that can happen, and I can save you. 
I can save you from death and from your own sin. So I have some questions for you right now, just to think about here. Where do you turn to in bad times? Who do you turn to in good times? Because you're going to have lots of both. Where do you find hope? Really think about this. Who or what are you placing your hope in right now? Prior to this whole pandemic thing, I would have said God because that's the right church answer, right? Really, in Sunday school, the, church, the answer is always God. Have you noticed that? So God is the right answer. But this whole thing exposed that I have a lot of hope in paychecks, like regularly occurring paychecks. And I'm learning how to trust God instead of my planning and the things that I want to control. I'm figuring out that even hard work yourself isn't what you can rely on. So this is what I know, that I find hope now when I remember that nothing surprises God, that he is faithful and he keeps his promises. He is good. Anything that happens can only happen because he allowed it. I really want you to think about this because Satan can do some pretty incredibly horrible things in the world. People do some pretty incredibly horrible things. But that can only happen if God allows it. And then he shows up and he makes his power and love known over and over again. And I take hope in the fact that ultimately he's going to make all the broken things and all the wrong things in this world right. He will restore and make all things whole in the end because that is who he is. Mark 12, there's like this uh, teacher of the law that comes up to Jesus and says, of all the commandments, which one is the most important? And Jesus said this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Did you hear that? Love God, love others. That's it. That's the key to a successful life right there. That's the advice. Go. Whatever it is you're going to do, go. And love God and love others. So many big hard questions in this world that you won't have answers to. But we can love God and we can love others. What about when bad things happen? We can love God and we can love others. And we can take our pain to God and talk to him about it and wait for him to show up. And we can watch with wonder and anticipation knowing he will show up. And while we're waiting, we can be kind, even when we're hurting. Here's another question. What's, what's God's will for your life? I have no idea. But I know that his will is pleasing and it's perfect and I know that you can love God and love others while you figure it out. When great things happen, that's awesome. Be happy, enjoy it, be grateful and love God and love others. When there are times that you have way more than you need in life, love God, love others, be generous. So many deep theological questions, deep questions about who God is Go and learn more about who he is, but be sure to love God and love others. So what if it actually all boils down to these two things? So simple. Could that be? What if that's what this whole life is about? Love God, love others. So simple. Yet so demanding and so incredibly hard. Really think about this. 
We could spend the rest of our life just trying to figure out how to do these two things. Love God. Love him for who he is. Spend time figuring out who he is. Read about him in the Bible. Uh, me and my family right now are watching Chosen. Chosen? The Chosen? Has anyone, does anyone know what this is? It's great. See, you just heard my 10-year-old say it. It's like the best series. I'm learning so much about Jesus. It's incredible. Learn about him. Don't assume about God based off your life experiences. Instead, go figure out who he is and then look at your life experiences through the truth of who he is. Love others. How? Follow him. He is love. He is the one who defined it and he models it for us. Read the Bible about who he is and how he cared for people. Spend time with him. Sit with him. Letting his spirit work on you and showing you what you can do and letting his spirit change you. Jesus overcame this world with his love for God and his love for others. It was that love, his love for God and his love for others that kept him on the cross. In overwhelming, he overcame. He overcame death and the grave and that's the reason that we have hope. In this world, we will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. And he shows us the way to follow him so we can overcome this world too. I'm going to invite two of my friends up here while I'm wrapping it up. Love God. Love others. Not only will we overcome, but we will also help others overcome when we share his love. But here's the deal. It's not easy. You see, we aren't even actually capable of loving God or other people if we don't ask for his help to do it. We aren't actually even capable of having real hope if we can't find it in Jesus. We aren't able to live a full life outside of him. John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. He asks that we love him. He asks that we love others. Actually, you guys, he commands this of us. And he promises to help us with this. So if you're a senior going off next year, if you're not a senior, if you're in a stable place doing well right now, or you're struggling, if you're scared, or doing fine, and you want to know what life is about, if you want to have the courage to overcome this world when things don't go your way, and even when things do, love God, love others. We are going to spend a couple minutes here listening to a song. And I want you to, like, listen with wonder. This song talks about God doing what God has always done, which is... Speak life from nothing. Bring hope from nothing. So I just want you to listen to these guys.
cry to think like what business do any of us really have sitting in a room together like what do any of you actually have in common different schools different backgrounds that's the power of God bringing powerful things from nothing um, so I want to end the night by praying and we're gonna pray um, for a little bit specifically for the seniors so I'm gonna ask that um, if you're a senior if you can just make your way to the front they probably all kind of are at the front. <laughs> and we're gonna say a prayer for you. And if any of you leaders or other students, I mean, if you feel comfortable, wanna put your hands on them or raise your hands while we pray, I think that would be great. Um, God, there's so many powerful words in that song. Um, 
simple words about what you've been doing for all eternity. From the very start of the human race as we know it, you spoke us into existence from dirt. Um, God, and it seems like pretty much all we're capable of is making things dirty and a mess. (laughs) And yet over and over and over, you bring life from death. In our hearts, you bring life from death, God. So I just pray uh, enough uncomfort in these students' lives, God, that they would cling to you. God, I pray enough joy in their lives, God, that they know that they couldn't have created that themselves, and that they would come to you and say thank you. God, I pray um, people around them who love you and point to you, God, I pray for people around them who cry out to you when they're not able to. And God, I thank you that we get to share them for a time of their life, God. So we know that you, um, that you knew them when they were being created, God, that you knit them together and gave them the specially unique talents and weaknesses um, and passions. God, you know them. So guide them. Um, be with them, and more than anything, can they learn to recognize your love everywhere in the world, God? And can you give them the courage um, to let you change them and let you show them how to love people around them? And God, my prayer for every person in this room, God, is just that they learn to recognize you. God, change us all. We just stand in awe of who you are, and we really, really, really want to continue to be surprised by how you show up. So God, help us all to just go and do whatever it is we're going to do tonight or tomorrow or in a year or 10 years. And um, guide us as we try to love you and we try to love others because you loved us first. I pray all of this in Jesus' name.